0: Welcome to the Style That Finds Us podcast. We are super excited to have Angela Kim, founder of Savor Beauty, with us today. Savor Beauty is a plant-based skincare line inspired by Korean beauty rituals. Each product is handmade in small batches with certified organic ingredients and used in their three holistic spas, West Village, Upper West Side, and Upstate New York, I hope both... Of us hope to visit all three locations because they look so beautiful. Angela is also a concert pianist which we'll get into. The products smell incredible and are very calming because of that with the use of essential oils. We took the products to Paris Fashion Week which was our last big adventure before the quarantine and it was truly very special to come home at night after an insane day and not to mention the jet lag and to be able to get ready and have a very calming experience and routine before bed using the products. Angel has built her business from scratch to a multi-million dollar enterprise. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction Delia.
0: <laughs> well, as you can tell, I am very passionate about it. We are so excited to learn about you. We are huge, huge com- uh, champions of creativity. So mm-hmm. we love hearing about musicians and beauty founders and female bosses, basically. So let's start mm-hmm. right in. Where did you come up with the idea to start the brand?
1: Well, so it really was out of creativity. I also believe that creativity is is your million dollar ticket, really. I think it's more important than actually um, startup funds. Um, And so I, you know, I was a concert pianist about to walk out and stage and put on this natural lotion on all over my body, walked out on stage and started breaking out into these horrible hives in front of hundreds of people. And it was just A very humiliating experience and so then i walked off the stage and took a look at the list of ingredients and was really shocked to find out how many chemicals were in this so-called natural lotion and at the time my aunt and my cousin had cancer so um i love my mom just like i know you love your mom allison greatly and you (laughs) want the best for moms so I, my mom is Korean and, you know, I'm Korean and Korean women are obsessed with skincare. And I, you know, I just always saw her using all these amazing creams from Seoul, Korea, but I was sure that they had chemicals in them. So I said, mom, I'm going to make a cream that's organic and it's going to be anti-aging and it's going to be amazing. And so, you know, that was really the start of the brand. It was not even a brand. It was just, I wanted to make a lotion in my kitchen, you know, (laughs) <laughs> that's amazing so it was yeah I was really born out of a passion for beauty and also a passion just to make sure that my mom and I would age gracefully <laughs> <laughs>
2: everybody's
1: dream yes yes so that's really where the idea started
2: mm-hmm.
0: great mom.
2: so how did you go from the concept to the company, how long did it take when you're saying you just, you know, you decided you were going to create a cream. How, how did, how do you, how does one do that?
1: Yeah, I know. Oh, that's such a, it's, it's much easier said than done. So I literally Mm -hmm. went to my kitchen and I opened up my kitchen pantry and I was just like, well, let me take some olive oil and see how this feels. Oh my God, that's so like greasy. And so the next day I, I took, you know, olive oil and mixed it with a little bit of butter. And it was like a a baker that doesn't know how to bake. And I was literally (laughs) building a recipe from scratch. And then I got more sophisticated by doing research and, you know, coconut oil is antibacterial and it's, it's um, very hydrating, has tons of antioxidants. And then I started ordering ingredients, more exotic ingredients like avocado oil, Rose hip oil, which has been known to really help with um, hyperpigmentation. So, a lot of things that have scientifically been proven to help with, you know, eczema. I had a lot of eczema, um, acne, anti aging mm-hmm. benefits. I would order them and I would just put it on my credit card and then I would just start mm-hmm. playing and mixing. And it literally took me like a thousand tries. Um, and wow. then I started to. I gave them to my mom to test. I gave it to my sisters to test. I started giving them as gifts to my friends. And then really, you know, Allison, your question was, well, how do you go from concept to company? Um, I, you know, my friends were like, well, this is an amazing cream. It smells so good because I'm really into aromatherapy and essential oils. Mm -hmm. And they were like, can I buy this as a gift for my friends? And that's, I was like, sure. And I had to create a website because I was still touring. And so I became this accidental entrepreneur.
2: Ah, love it. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. So you were still touring.
1: I was definitely still touring. And, um, you know, I would go, I would be taking orders sometimes right before I'd walk out on stage, you know, and every step of the way would just be done on tour in the United States. And I would, I, I was just really like in love with this idea of, you know, creating these creams and then selling them. I thought it was, yeah. I, I was really passionate about that. And I got really excited because my mom loved the creams and she's so picky. And she kept asking me for different things. Like she would be like, Angela, I need, um, I need like a serum to put under my cream so that, because her skin is very <laughs> dry. That I wake up and my skin feels very soft. So anything she would ask of me, I would be like, okay, let me see if I can make something, you know? And wow. lo and behold, that serum that we asked for um, is one of our best sellers today. It's our pumpkin serum. Tell
0: mm-hmm. us, how did you choose the name for your company?
1: Okay, oh this is really fun. So
0: uh,
1: um, we were called Omaroma at first that because I was really into yoga. I still am. And as I told you, I love aromatherapy. So, Om um, Aroma. And then I opened mm-hmm. up my first boutique spot in the West Village, West 11th Street, um, in between the Spotted Pig and say We were talking about that earlier, Delia. Mm-hmm. And um, um, one day, I got a piece of mail in, and it was from a lawyer. And somebody was sent us a cease and desist, and said we couldn't use the name Om Aroma. Um, Hmm. Because they had a spa that was very similar, and so they were going to sue us if we kept using it. And I don't know, like Allison, how you feel about this, but I feel like it was asking me to change the name of my daughter. You know, like sure, I love the name Omaroma, and suddenly someone is like, "Okay, we know you named your little baby company this, and now you're going to change it." So I didn't want to. I really loved the uh, the idea of Omaroma, and. So, um, you know, we went back and forth with the lawyers and finally we met at the Mandarin Oriental hotel. I remember, I will never forget this. And, you know, I said to the guy, I was like, you know, I know our names are are a little similar. We started our companies around the same time. I don't think it's fair that you're asking me to change my name. Um, Mm -hmm. and also by the way, we're not really a spa we're we sell products. And he looked at me and he was like, Angela, just own it you own a spa because at the time we were really doing that, much. we were doing a little bit of the spa treatments, but I wasn't taking it that seriously. It was more the product. Um, And he was like, you're a spa, we're a spa. We can't be confused. And at the time I had an organization called savor the success. It was really for women entrepreneurs to empower them and to help them build their businesses. So after that meeting, I just thought about it and I was like, maybe he's right. Maybe I should just own that. We are a spa. I, I changed the name of the spa to savor spa. And, um, you know, from then on, like our facial, I mean, now we're known for our facials. I mean, you guys oh, like, neat. you know, we were chosen, we were chosen by Goop as, you know, one of the top places for facial spas. We were, we've been chosen by magazine editors from Elle, New York Magazine, um, in style as best of New York for our facials. So in some ways, you know, um, the threat of being sued was like being sued was like the best thing for us because yeah, we change right. it. I feel like that's when, and that and that's why I think I call it gorgeous chaos. Like out of a bad situation, I always mm-hmm. believe that if you look with gratitude at any situation, you will always walk away with a silver lining and something gorgeous. And I, even being sued was that was not fun. Um, and having to change our name was not fun, but well, as soon as we changed it to Saver Spa and then we eventually changed all the products to Saver Beauty. Um, I feel like the brand really took off Mm and you weren't expecting such a convoluted story to the, to the answer to that question.
2: Oh no, it's wonderful. And i very, very, very much agree with you. I even feel that way about this time and you know that we in which we find ourselves right now. I feel like looking back, people are gonna be saying, you know, I miss the stillness. I miss the time to reevaluate and to I was just while we're having our conversation right now, I looked out the window and there was a a red cardinal sitting on a the, the limb of a tree. And you know, now I'm just it's just so beautiful. And in the past I probably wouldn't have even registered it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I do totally wholeheartedly agree that um, out of chaos and, and, and trial, you know, tragic kind of situations, sometimes even those really wonderful things can emerge. Right. Totally.
0: Yes. And also, I think it's interesting about the, the timing of everything. Like you were saying, once you change the name, that's when it took off. And right. I think there are a lot of examples of that in history. And that's always a nice,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a nice thing to consider. We did get the pumpkin serum and it is incredible.
2: Oh, good. Have fun.
0: Yes. I want to try. I know, mm-hmm. Phoebe. I kept trying to get her to try them on the Paris trip, but she has her routine. It, and mm-hmm. it's hard to... I can't remember why. It was just too much. Okay. Tell us where and how the products are made. Okay. So they
1: used to be made in my kitchen a decade ago. And then now we've got <laughs> women making them in the Hudson Valley. So the Hudson Valley is sort of like the Napa Valley of um, California. And so it's about mm-hmm. two hours north of New York City. Mm-hmm. And I have just a wonderful team of women who are making the products now.
2: Oh, that's so much fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we say, you know, with Saber Beauty, it's lead, it's founded lead and made by women.
0: Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And then what about when did you open the spa and what all goes into opening a brick and mortar location? That's such a phenomenal question. How much time,
2: <laughs> time do you have?
1: Okay. So I opened this, my first one in the West Village about, I think it's like seven years ago. And then... um The uh, the one in the Upper West Side in New York City, we opened about two and a half, three years ago. And the one in the Hudson Valley, we opened about four years ago. So um, what goes into opening a brick and mortar location? That's a fantastic question because now with COVID, we've been closed since March 13th. Right. And we're looking to reopen in June. And it's a big, I mean, people think, oh, you're Mm going to reopen and be simple. It's not, it's not going to be that simple. We're going to have to change a lot of procedures to make sure that everyone is safe, you know, mm-hmm. um, but we'll goes into opening up a brick and mortar, but, you know, especially in New York city, you know, that saying, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's mm-hmm. because, uh, so really what you need is money to, to open up something like of that okay. magnitude and, and a lot of it, because, you know, rent in New York city, it can vary. It, uh, I know mm-hmm. people who are paying about $20,000 a month for their brick and mortar location, mm-hmm. depending on the size. Mm-hmm. And landlords will ask for up to six months of security deposit. So you've automatically, let's just take that round number of 20,000. I'm not paying that much, but let's just take that. And you, you, that's $120,000 right there. You know, if mm-hmm. you take, if they are at requirements of deposit, mm-hmm. that you need mm-hmm. to have it and then, you know, you've got to do your build out hire higher, higher architects, designers. Um, you want to, uh, plan everything really well. You, you know, you, I know you both are into design and aesthetics and creativity. And so mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you're creating every step of the shopper's experience is mm-hmm. meant to delight. And, and also when you're paying that kind of rent, you want to make sure every single square foot is used in the most strategic and smart ways. So you need mm-hmm. to hire smart people to get that going. Um, and then, um, And then part of it really is designing what is it that you are going to offer that's going to delight and surprise your customer base every time they're coming in because it's a competitive landscape and you really need to Mm -hmm. make sure that there's an experience that you can't get on Amazon, you know? Mm -hmm. And then finally, um, you've got your workforce. And so hiring people is probably (sighs) having the money is one thing to do something like this, but, um, at hiring the right workforce is a whole new ball of wax. And that was my mm. biggest lessons that I learned along the way is how do you hire? How do you manage? How do you, um, help your people grow? Um, now having said all that, I want to tell you ladies that I actually had no money when I, when I yeah. opened up my spas, I, I really had no money. And, and the way uh-huh. I did it and even the way I started my, my business, because I think people assume when you start, uh, beauty brand that they assume that I had a lot of money and that I mm-hmm. come from a lot of money. But in fact, you know, um, my mom was a single mom. She raised three children. My dad passed away when I was 13 and, you know, I was a poor starving mm-hmm. artist. And so mm-hmm. I put everything on a credit card, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and I, this is back in 2009. I don't know if you remember, but that was like, mm-hmm. I put everything on a credit card. And then I, um, in order to open up the store, I went to the West Village one. I went on Craigslist, and I saw somebody was subleasing leasing this little tiny 450 square foot little um, <laughs> gem that was like on a non well-traveled street. And so I, what I did, and they weren't requiring a lot of deposit. I think it was only like $10,000 and I had really saved up for it. So I gave them the deposit. I don't think any landlord would have ever taken me because I had Mm -hmm. no street cred, no money in the bank, and I had no credit. I was very lucky to find somebody who was like, I want to sublease this to you because I want to get out of business. And so that's that was really my start. And every single dollar that we made, I mean, I considered my customer base to be our investors, you know. And every dollar I made, I put it back into the business. And I, so uh, so it was really a a rough, rough first few years. But Mm -hmm. the the success has paid off. The hard work has really, really paid off for me. So wow. I keep, I keep giving you these huge answers to these no, questions. Your I'm questions so are glad. Great.
2: I'm so glad that you are. This is also fascinating. <laughs> yeah. How did you find your clients? Had they been using your products? Well, you know, so that's that,
1: that's also what's interesting is when. No, not really. You know, uh, when I gave birth to Sienna, that's my daughter. She's ten. Mm-hmm. So it was ten years ago. Um, Most people go into like, I'm going to take time off of work,
2: but mm -hmm. I gave
1: birth to her and about a month later, she gave me such tremendous creative, creative force. And Mm -hmm. I know you you were talking about creativity and I just felt like opposite of postpartum depression. I just wanted to do something with her. So I, um, Contacted the holiday pop up shops um, at Bryant Park, and I was like, "Hey, do you guys have a kiosk? Last minute kiosk? I want to open up a little ho- holiday pop up shop. I make these creams in my kitchen. I want to see if I can sell them." And I sold like forty thousand dollars of those creams that <laughs> holiday season with my daughter. You know, I was breastfeeding, wow. and I was, and I was pumping. Like I would close the little kiosk every you know four hours, and I was pumping. She was under my coat the entire time. And wow. I was selling these queens. Yeah. And so um I, I forgot what
2: your question was. <laughs> well, no, that was it. How did you find, you know, people to learn about your brand? It yeah, was really not right. and during, you know, social media guess, and everything.
1: Yeah. they wasn't really social media land back then. And so then right. that was, so then that was 2009, and I asked a lot of people, "Where do you where Where are you from?" And they all said West Village. The people who were buying for me were the West Village girls because they were interested okay. in organic and natural. Yes. So then I eventually opened up in the West Village, and at first, you know, we didn't offer spa services. And then um, I thought we were good, just going to be rich because I was like, Julianne Moore lives three doors down from us <laughs> at the time, and he was around the corner. Jennifer Aniston had bought her West Village wow. apartment, and You know, I just thought this is a celebrity studied street. We're going to be so rich. But then I found out that celebrities love living on that street because there's no one walking by. And so there's a (laughs) lot of. uh, So there was nobody walking into my shop. And I thought, oh my God, there we go. I'm going to fail. I I gave him my. $10,000, the last amount of money in my bank account, what am I going to do? And then someone walked in one day and she said, do you offer facials? And it's a question that enough people had posed Mm -hmm. that, and she was like, no, not many people offer facials or spa services in this neighborhood. So you, Mm -hmm. I I think you would do well if you did that. And I said, come back in three days, we offer
0: facials.
1: Ah. Yeah, I kicked out my assistant from the back. I think she quit shortly after, and um, mm-hmm. I hired an esthetician. And we, I just, we just gave that woman a facial, you know, and she didn't like it at first. And I asked her for feedback, and we improved and we were improved, we improved. And then we started getting these amazing Yelp reviews saying the products they're using are amazing. The services are amazing. And it really took off from there, you know? And so, and then we got sued and then I was like, okay, we really are a spa oh. now. Let's save our spa. Yeah. The, the, remember the story I told you about. Yeah, the yes.
2: yes, I do. Yes, I do. I thought yeah. you meant again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, 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 no. We we've only want
2: yeah. to <laughs> talk away. <it>. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Really?
0: So,
1: Yeah. So that's, that's like,
2: that's really great. That's such a bootstrap story. I love it. Yeah.
0: Well, that's interesting too, because so mom and I originally, we had our own blogs, DeliaFolk.com and AllisonBrand.com. We had no plan of ever combining. And Mm. then we ended up coming together as mother and daughter to create the style that binds us but it kind of seems similar to the same you had a brand that was one name and a spa that was one name and because at first we were thinking should we keep the three separate brands but then that was just getting too confusing so both of us ended up going all under the the same umbrella
1: oh my gosh that's yes and you just Streamline things and people, I mean, you know, it's like you guys are super cute and like it just makes the (laughs) brand
0: story
2: feel complete. Yes. It's complicated though, isn't it? With all the social media and everything, like if you have, if you had an old account with the old name, it's hard. We have three different Instagram accounts because of that, that we can't form into one Instagram account under the style that binds us. So it's kind of confusing there for how people find, find you. But, but anyway, Okay, let's carry on, carry on. What's the next question, dearie?
0: How do you choose the products to create? And it's really great and was perfect for Fashion Week in Paris when you're so tired. (laughs) You know, it has the step number on the product so you can easily create a routine because some people might not be familiar with this Korean beauty skincare Mm -hmm. routine. So what Mm -hmm. made you include the step numbers?
1: Well, how we... Okay, so onto your first question: How do you choose the products we create, um, which is which is which is tied to the step numbers? So Mm. everything we do, Delia and Allison is comes from our our client base. So they will come in and they will complain about a skin issue, or they tell us what's going on. They're stressed, X, Y, and Z, and then we create a product to solve their problem. Mm. So, um, you know, even with this whole COVID thing, our customers are telling us we don't, we want to do facials at home. So we created an at home facial kit, you know, and we're, wow. we're doing happy. Or, um, we're doing happy hour Instagram lives every other Wednesday where we give out, by the way, we give out amazing gifts, like $50 Ooh. $75 gift purchase. Yeah. So you need to tune in next Wednesday there at Wednesday at 5 yeah. PM on the Saber beauty channel and so we will always respond to what our customer base is asking for and so they asked for we want facials so we started doing at home facial kits and then we started these instagram happy hours where we're teaching them how to do exfoliation and why is exfoliation helpful for for acne and for aging sorry
2: smart yeah no very smart
1: yeah or you know how to mask and what are the different ways to mask and you know when you put on a mask what's the correct application and how long should you keep it on how do you take it off Mm -hmm. you know so those are the kinds of things that you know estheticians know how to do in the facials but clients don't know because they're closed and they're they're closing their eyes and they're in, in heaven you know so we're sort of like demystifying that process. And so then um, Delia, you asked about why you include the steps on the products and how do we come up with that idea? Well, again, from our customers, they would come in and they'd be like, well, I just don't know. (laughs) You put on the toner first, or right. Do you mm-hmm. put on the cream first? What do you do next? And, mm-hmm. you know, my mom, she's the one that said, could you create a serum to put under my cream? And so right. that's just the Korean way of doing it. So I was like, okay, great. So I used to put the numbers on the products. They would come in and they would bring the products and they'd say, Angela, how, in what order do I put on the product? So I'd just go one, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. And then when it came time for our rebrand, I just said, you know what? I'm always putting these numbers on here. Let's just put the numbers on permanently. Yeah. It's the best workout, you know?
0: Oh, I love that. I first learned about the Korean beauty routine when I was on the beauty buying team at Barney's. And it was so fascinating. I loved, Mm -hmm. I loved learning about that.
1: It's very complicated. (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, people get really overwhelmed and American women do not want to put 13 products in their face. So we multitask the products mm-hmm. and we combine a lot of it. So you don't have to do as much and they get confused. So numbers we
2: put on. That's wonderful. And I think that's what happened. I was just thinking about day was being polite about the fact that <laughs> I wasn't trying out the products. I, I was so tired <laughs> She kept me so busy that know. probably I didn't even wash my my face half of the night. I was just like, I'm getting no, in there. I let's just about don't
0: that. even... Baby, okay. Mad about that. Okay.
2: Yeah. I want to talk to you about that. Okay. So, okay.
1: um, all right. We're going to talk about the skin reasons why you need to do it. And then we're going to talk mm-hmm. about the spiritual reasons why, why oh, you okay, need to wash your face. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So, the reason why you want to wash your face every single night is because... A lot of people don't know that when you go to sleep, your skin is regenerating, and mm-hmm. you know this, you're sweating, and you've got sebum in your pores. So sweat mm-hmm. and sebum are having this grand old party in your <laughs> pores at night, and that leads to breakouts. So you want to make sure that when you're washing your face, you're pulling all of the toxins, the dirt, and grime out of those pores. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is, you don't wash off the free radicals off your face it's literally breaking down the elastin and the collagen and collagen is yeah. what keeps your youthful and, and buoyant and flexible and supple and, you know um, and the hyperpigmentation at bay. So that's what I do every single night. I do a double cleanse with the Super beauty kit with step zero and one. And so step zero is our coconut Jasmine oil, which is so beautiful. Mm. It smells like Jamaica it smells like a tropical island, so I'm very attracted to beautiful scents, and it really transports me. And then the oils, it has antibacterial qualities, and the lavender is antiseptic. Mm-hmm. So what it does is it pulls out all of the, the the dirt and grime from your pores, and then I layer on step one, which is the Pearl Cleansing Cream, and that smells like a spa in a bottle, and it mm-hmm. has crushed grape seed, and has ginseng extract. So what it's uh. doing is it's really detoxing and taking off and sweeping off that top layer that you just the the dirt and grime that you just pulled out of your pores. Mm-hmm. So what that does is it gives you a gorgeous glow. It makes your skin feel really cleansed without stripping it of the necessary oils. And okay. then you know obviously we're going to do step two, three, four, five, which literally take takes no time if you um, you know sure. if you just do it in like. Ritual, and and then you go to bed. And I I said it. That's the physical reason, and I think for skin youthfulness, skin suppleness. That's a beautiful mm-hmm. way to go to bed and know that you're going to wake up with glow, gorgeous, glowing skin. Right. Spiritually, I think it's really. To reset at night, and I like to say affirmations when I'm doing it. Um, your fingertips are the most sensitive part of your body, so you're and your face is the most intimate part of your body, right? So think about it: you're caressing a baby's cheek, a lover's cheek. You know, it's it's a very intimate self love action, and so mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. a way to show yourself love, and um and t- it's a restorative um, ritual that really upgrades how you feel. And I think it's non-negotiable me time. Mm-hmm. So when I'm taking time, I, I will never go to bed ever again for the rest of my life, no matter how tired I am without washing my face. I just think it's, um, it's non-negotiable me time, you know?
2: That's really great to put it that way, because I think so much, so many of us just like, if we do it, we hurry through. But the other thing too, is if you begin the process, you're going to most likely finish it. It's just beginning the process, you know, like you said, because you're like, well, I'm halfway in. I've already double cleansed. I've got to put on the next two steps. It'll take me, you know, or three steps. It won't take long. So I appreciate the encouragement, and I will, um, you well, know, I'll, echo that to listen, other people. No,
1: no, let's talk. Well, let's talk about your situation.
2: There's not much that I can do to my skin. You know, it's going to have to be Botox, fillers, that kind of thing, because wrinkles are going to come regardless, and, you know, and, and that's just – that's just terrible to even think, obviously, I should be even more you know aggr- not aggressive but intent on taking care of my skin
1: right right so
2: I mean, is it dry is it sometimes yeah, I always have a trouble with any kind of cleansers I use unless I put moisture on right away that my skin becomes dry you know in certain parts of my skin. I don't yeah. even know if it's just well, the water. I
1: I would love for you to try the step zero and one in the the Saber Beauty skincare regimen because Uh I think oil pulling for you will be really wonderful. And then I think when you layer on that spa quality pro cleansing Mm -hmm. cream, what Mm -hmm. you want to do is you want to cleanse without stripping your skin of necessary oils. And your skin is not going to feel dry. It's going to feel cleansed. And you really want to go to bed without the free radicals on your face. You need to take that mm-hmm. off your face, you know, yeah, off your skin. So, um, and then I, I don't know, are you motivated by like beautiful
2: scents? Does that mm-hmm. really help? You? Yes. Just the way you described it, I'm already all in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that sounds really lovely. It smells like
1: toasted coconuts. And then it also like the spa, like quality of the Pro Cleansing Cream, it's just, mm-hmm. and then it becomes addictive to just take care of yourself.
2: Right. Yeah. I hear you. I think that, and also it's, 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 it's because of what in. I, what I do for a living as a um, wardrobe consultant, you know, pretty much everywhere I go, even if it's just to the grocery store, I have to look nice yes. and look kept. So a skin is such a huge part of that, that, um, you know, I, I, you know, you've convinced me I'm sold i'm going to try 0 and 1 and i'm going to enjoy it and take the time to do it well and I'm thrilled to yes. that we got Most to talk part, about this
1: enjoy it. it's a meditative process and don't forget you don't you're not going to wash off 0 you're going to layer 1 on top oh, of 0 and okay. then you okay okay
0: oh wait i didn't, okay, I didn't okay. do that right i didn't i well, probably didn't do it well
1: there you go you learned something so, right so yes 0 and and then you're going to layer one on
2: top of zero, and then you wash
0: it off. Mm. Ah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. and I think that's the other thing too. It's like you said, don't rush through it. And maybe this time where we've had to pause is another thing. Another, we'll, we'll learn that lesson too, because, you know, you're tired and you're just like, oh, you do the least you can, especially like you said, American women, we need to learn, you know, you know to take time, to take care of ourselves and be, in the moment and smell these beautiful scents and these products. So now I'm just so excited.
1: Yes. I think love is like the most important thing to pour into any project that you do. I think it's the difference between um, something that's, you know, when something's really special and something is not, um, I think love makes that difference. And so I approach washing my face the same way. Take your time, enjoy it, love the process. And get every single nook and cranny. hmm
2: hmm
0: Oh, my goodness. And it's something about in Paris using these products, even if you're not trying, like you're not consciously meditating mm-hmm. in self-care, the sense it even just happens. It kind of forces mm-hmm. you to do that. It was a very... It really was a huge help on the trip. And I kept saying, you know, Mom, this is really nice. And all the things. And, but sometimes you have to hear it from someone else. And I'm glad oh, sure. someone else told her.
2: So how many steps are in your daily beauty routine?
1: No, no it's just the five steps. That's it. I'm very simple. Um, now, I will say, I create sacred beauty spaces for myself. So when I go Ooh, and take like a that. shower... Once a week, I'm doing a peel. We have this amazing pumpkin um, alpha hydroxy um, peel that we mm-hmm. use in the treatment room, and I have it in my spa. And, and so it takes off that top layer of dead skin cells, reveals a much more brighter skin. I do that mm-hmm. in the shower once a week. I mask once a week. I exfoliate. You know, So I do look at my skin, because I, I really mm-hmm. believe your skin tells you what's going on inside mm-hmm. of you spiritually, fit- and and mm -hmm. emotional so many of our clients have been telling us ever since the quarantine I'm breaking out so much more Mm. wow and I think people are just really stressed you know yeah people are really stressed out so um so I just think it's important to take a look I don't know about you guys but like I'm wearing masks every day so now I'm getting like rashes around my mouth because it's just so
2: stuck. Oh, yeah. When yeah, yeah. This, you know, so mm-hmm. it's horrible.
1: Important to your skin. Pay attention. Your skin also tells you what foods your, your body can't tolerate because mm-hmm. it'll start breaking out, you know?
0: Yes, and that leads perfectly to the next question, which is how can we make our skin glow? So that can be both internally what we should be eating and then also externally putting things
1: Yes. So I've talked extensively about the skincare routine. I think the most important thing is washing your face every single night. And then um, the most important thing that I see with so many women is they wear way too much foundation. And they wear foundation that's too dark. So their skin doesn't look amazing. Mm -hmm. And so I always say make sure you're hydrating almost like you got to start thinking about hydrating your face the way you think about hydrating your body. So I keep my mm-hmm. water next to me and I'm not drinking throughout. I also um, mm-hmm. on my desk here, I have all my moisturizers. So whenever I feel dry, I always moisturize my face. I'm misting my face. Um, I think it's really important to care your skin from okay. Yes. I'm very, uh, yeah. And then in terms of, you know, um, what to eat, I think a smoothie a day will people do wonders for the translucent, effect of your skin it gives you this amazing mesmerizing gorgeous like translucency
2: mm-hmm. um so
1: smoothies are really good and eating well you know i gave up mm-hmm. gluten. i've given up most dairy um mm-hmm. because i just simply break out whenever i always mm-hmm. call them punishment pimples I'll say <laughs> to my daughter oh my
0: God, I want
1: you know i love mac and cheese so so much and i know you both are mm-hmm. from the south so i know I love <laughs> mac and cheese but love mac and cheese and then she'll eat her mac and cheese I'll say Sienna just one bite and then like 10 bites later with punishment pimples um, I regret
0: it so I'm trying to have mm-hmm. some
2: discipline oh my god it's hard but that's so so, so smart yeah. I
0: know and also what you were just talking about the myths throughout the day so
2: mm-hmm.
0: on the beauty buying team at Barney's that means you get lots and lots of products to try yes. so I have this yes. great selection of myths yes. and so while I would Beautiful. sit at my desk at Barney, my co-workers would always laugh because at some point in the afternoon I would miss myself and take a deep breath <laughs> and they yeah. were like okay something stressful must be happening <laughs> or whatever <laughs> but um, yeah I think
1: that's <laughs> wonderful yeah. doing that yeah. throughout the day is like really great for your skin
0: Yes, it's a nice, just kind of moment to to stop, reset, breathe.
2: Mm-hmm. It makes you check in with yourself. Mm-hmm. And then it also sends yes, a I signal think. to your brain that you're doing something because you love yourself.
1: Exactly. You and just said have, it beautifully.
0: So, Top-selling products. I know we talked about the pumpkin serum. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, so actually. There is one product that has dethroned the pumpkin serum. I was really shocked when I saw the, d- the data, um, but it's our truffle face cream. Mm-hmm. So our pr- truffle face cream, um, p- women say they love it. It's made, it has truffles, which is rich with vitamin B, and vitamin B really helps restore the skin's luminosity and radiance. So, um, so much so that in the beauty industry, they call truffle extract the white diamond because it just shines and it's brilliant, you know? So, wow, uh, and then it has like, it just makes the skin feel really velvet soft. So when you wake up, your skin feels still hydrated. Um, so that is our top selling product.
0: Mm.
2: And is that different than what you would put on your face in the morning for step five? Um, so step five is our caviar eye cream,
1: which is also ah. very popular so you put okay. that around your eyes, and then you would mm-hmm. put it. You know, you can put it around your lips as well. Um, the truffle face cream is step number four, so that I do morning and night. Okay. It's your skin okay. really moisture. Oh, that's great. yeah. It has some of my favorite ingredients. I love cocoa butter. That mm-hmm. it has a lot of flavonoids, a lot of antioxidants. That help to really restore the skin's hydration, moisture levels. I mm-hmm. love meadow foam oil. Um, that is probably one of my favorite oils. It has fatty acids that really help to lock in moisture. So um, yeah, I think that's really important for just youthful vibrancy of the skin.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. And what I had was this travel kit and so that i keep talking about taking to paris and i feel like even with the jet lag and even with our truly insane schedule where we didn't even eat lunch sometimes until 4 p.m i feel like my skin didn't you would have never known i don't know BB if you Mm -hmm. know that or if you. oh yeah
2: your skin looked great you didn't break out or anything (laughs) the whole trip i mean we were eating croissant and chocolate
0: yeah
1: chocolate
0: (laughs) tell us about any tips to start run and grow a business okay well
1: um you know all right i (laughs) i think it depends on what you know i I get questions like this all the time women who would love Mm -hmm. to start their own businesses Mm -hmm. and i always say i think the most important thing is to find out what it is that you love and do people want it I mean, Mm -hmm. that's really the crux of business, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and I think what's even better is if you launch something out of a personal need and Mm -hmm. you have experience or maybe it's something that you need to heal within Mm -hmm. yourself and then you come up with a solution and then you offer it to other people as solutions. I think those are the best businesses. Mm -hmm. Why? Mm -hmm. Running a is really challenging and Mm -hmm. you're going to have great moments and then you're going to have not so great moments. And that's just the reality of running a business. So what's going to keep you going? I mean, just like a mom, you know, raising a kid Mm -hmm. is, is so challenging and thank God you love them. (laughs) Right. So I really think of business the same way, you know, like all of these challenges, um, the passion for what you have, if you have it, that's what's going to carry you through difficult moments like this COVID moment that we're going through. So, mm-hmm. and then you need to really find out do people beyond your mom and your aunt and your sisters want this product? And and I'm not talking about just telling you they want it. Are they willing to take out their credit cards to buy it? Right. Mm-hmm. So I think those are the two most important factors. If you're thinking about launching a business, um, that there needs to be... A need for it in the marketplace and that people are willing to pay for it so mm-hmm. so that's a you know and then there's beyond I think coming up I think marketing is probably one of the most important pieces of business and I think marketing for those of you who don't know what marketing is marketing is just really getting the word out and I would even say in a fun authentic way. You know, so mm-hmm. I view marketing as a fun party. It's like a themed birthday party where it's like, you know, mother's day and how can you have fun with this? Can you do contests? Can you make it into a game on social mm-hmm. media? How do you get everyone engaged? Um, you got to repeat yourself a million times before everyone hears right. about it. You know, so yeah. marketing is really fun fun, but you, it, it can be a drag if you don't look at it like a themed party. And I even think marketing is the quality of your products. Cause if your products aren't good, then, um, you know, what good is that? Oh, sure. Do sure. wanna... so you want to make sure your product and services speak for themselves? To me, that's marketing, you know? So I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, even the facials at our spas, I view it as marketing because the quality sure. of it speaks to the quality of you know
2: then so, people go out and
1: market uh, it for you yeah <laughs> and if if a business fails usually it's one of those three things for me it's it's that um, you know there wasn't enough passion behind it there wasn't a market for it or it was not marketed to its full capacity yeah mm mm-hmm. mhm
0: Definitely. I know it's crazy about how you feel like you literally say all day, every day something, and then you're talking to someone and they didn't know that. Like people mm-hmm. did not know that this was a mother daughter business, and sometimes oh. they still don't. I'm, and they're like, oh, I thought she was your stylish older friend. <laughs> <laughs> no. This is my mother and this is, you know, the style <laughs> that binds us, the mother-daughter brand. So it really is true that I think so much information comes at us all day, every day, that you really have to say it 10 times, mm-hmm. and 10 times more, and then keep doing it. Even, even if you feel like you're saying it and people are annoyed, like, can you stop saying the same thing? Well, mm-hmm. they've never heard it before, apparently. <laughs> but, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think... You
1: have to say it until you're blue in the face. And then again, right. you know, and again, and, again. And, and you can get upset about it because that's just what it is, you know? Yeah, we still have right. people who live here on our West Village store and they they come in and they're like, are you guys new?
2: Yeah. Are you new? No, we've yeah, been living here be for
1: exactly you know, and we're like, yes, and we've been here for seven years. And they're like, oh, my God, I had no idea. And I'm just thinking to myself,
2: this too Yeah, but passes. they just were busy walking by and not, or maybe not even walking on that street, just in their own little worlds, I guess. But I loved the part where you compared it to raising a child, being challenging, but thank God you love them. It's the same thing. It's like you've got to love your product or your brand or your idea. Um yeah. So much that when know, it's really difficult, you hang in there.
1: You hang in there. You're not going to throw your baby out outside, you know. And, <laughs> and that's the other thing is we mothers, when we have our kids, we've got all these ideas about how we want our kids to right. be and behave. <laughs> and, and then um, you're just simply shocked when they are not right. anything, you know, that you had imagined. And you, you love them just the same, but I think that's the same thing with business. You launch a business and your business is going to take its own life at some point. It's going to want to grow in a way that you hadn't expected it to. And so I always say, have a plan, but be very flexible with that plan and listen to your business. Just like, like I say, listen to your skin, find out what's going on physically, Mm -hmm. spiritually, emotionally, same thing with your business. You've got to listen to your business and your customers And I'm not saying you do everything your customers say, but at the very beginning, you'll be surprised how it takes a different um, personality and life of its own. And, you know, like my daughter, um, I put her in ballet lessons. I put her, I curled Mm -hmm. her hair. I I dressed her in the cutest. She was the most well styled baby. I would get her (laughs) these cute ties with ties with pink hearts. And you know what? She is such Mm -hmm. a tomboy. She like will never wear a dress. She doesn't comb her hair. She's like a tomboy times 10. And I love her just the same because she's so badass, you know, but like, absolutely. But she's not what I, what I
2: normally first dressed her as, you know? Right. Well, I'll tell you about that. Um, so I was a dancer growing up, so I certainly expected my daughter to be a dancer, a ballet dancer. Mm -hmm. And after about, you know, one, one year of ballet, she's like, oh, do I have to keep doing this? I want to play soccer. And she was just like I told you, she was bouncing off the walls. I would put a bow in her hair and I couldn't even get her out of the room before it had been yanked out. She loved her blue jean overalls and her red cowboy boots and her cowboy hat and she loved to play with worms and the dirt and you know she was just this Mm -hmm. really very brave badass little little chick and who Mm -hmm. has turned into being very ladylike and very much loving beautiful clothes and brushing her hair and all of the things so you never know what you know if she will who she will be but that's a great great way to think of it too i love i love the way you're saying that because One of the things when we started our business, um, we never considered uh, in-person events. And then we were leaving to go to uh, Fashion Month. And the manager at the West Village, no, 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 not the West Village, Meatpacking Intermix uh, store asked us if we'd be interested in doing an event when we got back. Mm. And we're like, oh, well, we don't even really have an event list, but sure. And we did it, and it was so much fun. And then our audience was saying, wait, we didn't know about it can we get on a list? So then we created a list and then another store saw it and they had us and then another brand. And then, and now it's one of our things that, you know, we have this incredible community that believes in us because we're authentic and they know if we work with a brand, we really do love it. And so they come, you know, and people are like no one goes to events anymore. And we're like, our people do our people come and they buy and they have fun and you know, they network and it's just become this, really wonderful part of our business and so that's exactly what you're talking about about yes just you know going into these different paths that you never really had planned for right yeah so and, tell and me if you too. don't
1: allow for those yeah if you don't allow for those little surprises to emerge from
2: mm-hmm. this
1: experience then you're you're really not listening to your business and you're not allowing the magic to
2: unfold exactly great advice uh speaking of, of children, how do you balance being a mom and an entrepreneur?
1: Well, I'm a single mom and so and she's right. with me um twenty six days of the month mm-hmm. and with her dad for four days. So mm-hmm. um and 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 her dad and I are friends and so we mm-hmm. heal, you know, some days going crazy, please pick her up. He will definitely help out. So, which I'm really, really grateful for. Um, But so how do I balance that? You know, I think it's work-life integration and I don't think there's ever going to be balance. I I say to Sienna, listen, because she complains and she'll say, mommy, you know, uh, I want to, she'll say things like, why do you have to be on your phone right now? And I'd say, Mm -hmm. because there's a little emergency and mommy has to deal with it, but I'm with you all the time you know, mommy's here for you all the time, you know? And so mm-hmm. I think it's just mm-hmm. a different way of living, especially because she's homeschooled now during COVID. Right. So uh, I definitely am not working as much. And we go out every um, time for lunch. We, we take a walk and then we go to Central Park at mm-hmm. around three or four o'clock because she has a puppy. She has a little puppy. Oh. So we take this puppy out for these walks and you know, my employees, they just know that I can't be on as much, but when I am, I'm there 110%. Right. Um, and that's really how you have to roll when you have a child and you're in charge mm-hmm. of the business. You know, I think what's harder is managing um, a child and dating life, honestly, <laughs> especially in oh, this crazy thing.
2: Oh, that was so crazy. I remember because uh, I was a single mom until D. it was from one and a half to age five. Oh, wow. I remember my mother, you know, babysitting for my child so I could go on a date. I mean, the whole thing was so bizarre. Yeah. It's like, this is all so weird, <laughs> but it all works out. Yes, it
1: does. And and before this coronavirus thing, it was great because my sister lives around the corner and it was, it was great for you can, she can babysit. But now what do you do? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> what is dating like you even like during coronavirus? You know?
2: I know. I know. It's, it's it's just crazy. It'll, it it will be over by the time all that's figured out. It'll be, you know, we'll be back out in the real world. So yeah, (laughs) I think, but, um,
0: And tell us about the dollar and cents initiative.
1: Well, so that one is, um, that really came from my mom because, um, when she was a single mom, it was really hard for her to get a job. Uh, we lived in Iowa, she's Korean. So her English is really good, but I think employers did not understand that, she needed to be home at three o'clock to
2: pick mm-hmm. us up.
1: So she couldn't find a job. And I really tried to help her. I tried to start a couple businesses for her because I was very worried when I went to college, how is she going to um, support herself? And, and um, I still get emotional thinking about it, like just, yeah. thinking, oh, I have to go to college. I'm going to support herself. So with my business, I wanted to hire women who are transitioning out of the workforce. Maybe they had a kid and they're trying to come back. It's really hard for them to come back. Or maybe they had like, um, you know, uh, an illness and sure. they needed an employer that a little bit more flexible. So in the Hudson Valley, we hire women who need that little boost. And then we train them on how to make the products. Um, so they sh- they make the products, they they package it, they label it, and then they ship it. So that's what's really special when you're getting you know the the products you got in the mail Delia that was not just some factory putting it together it was just these women who were who wow. have children who coming back from whatever illness or you know they're the ones that sat there and they lovingly put together the they everything they they made the products oh. that are in those bottles they filled it they put the labels on they put it into the little jet bag that you got. Yeah. Yeah, So it is, it's really important to love. There's a lot of love in that.
0: Well, it makes the grant so much more meaningful too.
2: Oh, it does. And the opportunity to get to help other women is such a gift.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that.
1: I think that's Mm -hmm. really important. Yeah.
0: Do you still get to play piano?
1: No, I don't. Actually, my grand piano, which my ex got for me, I didn't want a ring. I didn't want an engagement ring. I wanted a grand piano. So he got me that oh. grand piano. Um, actually at his place. Uh. So I go over every once in a while and he'll play. He'll he'll say, Hey Angela, listen to me play. He's practicing the old pieces I used to play. So wow. <laughs> I'm really proud of him. He's and he shows it to us, and my daughter's always like, "Daddy, that's not as good as mommy." Yeah, you know? oh, how funny! <laughs> so he has it. I mean, I'll take it back. You know, at yeah. Some point when
2: I you will, you will. Do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just now. One of the things about COVID that I've started doing is taking an Instagram live class every day at noon ballet class with Tyler Peck, who's one yeah. of the premier prima ballerinas with City Ballet. Yeah. So, which is yeah. So that's been just like amazing for me spiritually Mm -hmm. as well as physically um so delia what you were going to ask her about self-care
0: and this changes now with covid busy lives Mm -hmm. that word is interesting these days but we'll see what happens in the future but how can we practice and make time for self-care during our crazy schedules
1: yes well i think you said it beautifully Delia like small little moments when you're when you used to take those mists and you would just <laughs> and mist you know I think mm-hmm. I think people think self-care is like this big mystified you know you have to take right. an hour from a summer right. yes <laughs> <laughs> you know so so you're just gonna have to do things like you know Allison is gonna start washing her face at night that will be her first mm-hmm. step toward gorgeous skin care is self-care and I do zoom classes for yoga I try mm-hmm. to do at least three or four classes a week. Um, those those moments are really important to to replenish, and believe it or not, getting a full night's rest of sleep
2: mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. really
1: important for me. Mm-hmm.
2: just the most basic things.
1: Yeah, that we can't seem to. Bring out time. Achieve. I think time is really important too. You know, I actually yeah. have a self planner. Um, it's called the Savor Beauty Planner. You can find it at saverlifeplanner.com. And it really, the concept is take nourish to flourish. So take care of yourself first and then success will follow. So, um, you know, I have our, I have people, our customers go through a whole like a set of exploration questions where they sit down and they journal and write, you know, what brings out the best in me? What brings out the worst in me? Um, what do I value in life? How can I take care of my skin? How can I take care of my space? You know, um, Mm. what do I need to do to live my best self? And so those Mm. questions really do every 90 days. And then as you plan your day, you take elements of those reflection exercises and make sure you're pulling in those aspects of self-care into your daily living so that it's more mindful and purposeful planning.
2: Mm. Okay. Did you say that's called the saver life planner?
1: Yes. Yeah, so okay, that's notice. what I was going
2: to ask you about. Yeah. So is it is it an actual like a book you can purchase or? Yeah, I have it. Yeah, I don't have it. Yeah, it. it.
0: Mm-hmm. No, baby, it's shared. We can do it together. <laughs> well, in my apartment.
2: Well, I need to get my own because I I don't know how we can share something <laughs> like that. That's true. <laughs>
1: yeah. So this planner is a ninety. 90- day planner and it's all about your next 90 days because I think 90 days feels a lot more um, easier to tackle than an entire Mm -hmm. year and you just answer this set this these Mm -hmm. um, exercises the reflection exercises that I like to do every 90 days and then you plan your day and so it's a five-step process you guys can tell I love five-step processes yeah and every Sunday you detox my brain by writing down everything I need to accomplish that week I set my priorities, I um, plan out my days, and I always like, that's when I'm like, okay, I want to have a strawberry smoothie this morning, I want to have chicken noodle soup tonight, you know, that kind of thing, like Mm -hmm. planning out your meals, planning out your exercise, I plan out my yoga schedule, I plan out my walks, so really is, you know, um, Delia, you're asking, well, how do you take time to do self-care? I really plan it into my schedule, or else it won't get done.
2: Okay, so I can, can uh, our audience and myself find the planner on your website. Yep,
1: saverlifeplanner okay, dot com. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, it's a whole website mm-hmm. on its own.
1: Yes. Ah, yeah. Okay.
2: It does
0: great. Really
2: okay. Good. That's very exciting.
0: And my says yes. is September fifth. So five is my favorite number as well. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. good. I know. I like five step processes. I just think it makes it easier.
0: Yes. And it's not too many. And I like to eat things with under five ingredients and all the things. So that is such a great number. What can entrepreneurs learn from musicians?
1: Ooh, that's a great question. Um, Musicians are highly creative. You can tell, I think the three of us are on the same page that creativity is like one of the most um, valuable traits you could Mm -hmm. have Mm-hmm. And skills that you can um, really hone and develop. So, um, and then musicians are communicative through, through their music. Mm-hmm. Um, so, creativity, communication, and then discipline. You know, just sit okay. down, we're done. And, you know, I, I view self care as an action for which your future self will thank you. And so, a musician will has to do a performance. And mm-hmm. the practicing they do on every single day, any given day, um, you know, their future self when they have to perform, mm-hmm. sure, uh, is going to thank them for having put in the hard work. And and I know Allison, you can relate to that as as a mm-hmm. former ballerina. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't do the daily work, when you get on stage, oh, yeah. you're not going you to can't it. do it.
2: <laughs> right. you can't do it right. Right.
1: <laughs> and I always my daughter takes tell lessons and I'm always like okay phone it in today and you're going to regret it on stage you know mm-hmm. you're not going mm-hmm. right. to have fun on stage when you put in the work and so that's what a musician really brings to the table they they know the work they put in today is what's going to show up on stage in two three four weeks mm-hmm. and um, so that's really what you learn from a musician I think it's creativity it's the discipline of Getting d- doing what you needed to do, do today to take care of your future self.
2: Do you think that um, everyone has the ability to be creative? I think there are people who
1: are more creative than others. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if creativity comes out of boredom and necessity. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, because I grew up in Iowa, there wasn't a lot of outside stimulation from, and and there was no technologies. And my dad mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. let us watch the TV every single day. So mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. creativity, I had to get creative. And so I'm really mm-hmm. glad that I was bored. Too. I had to develop right. it. And then, you know, as I grew up with not a lot of money, I, um, I had to get inventive in how I was going to achieve what mm-hmm. other kids with money, what could just do with money right.
2: so sure. I had to
1: just work hard so like things like I would enter beauty pageants because I knew mm-hmm. that I could win the talent portion with my mm-hmm. piano playing yeah so whereas my my friends would just their parents would pay for call. I knew I had to like right. go out there and earn it so for these pageants and then that taught me a whole new way of presenting myself I think it's if I'm well-spoken at all, it's because of those kinds of opportunities where I had to learn how to speak on stage and, you know, I had to learn how to hear you well. I had to learn certain things that, that develop your creativity, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, so to answer your question, I think everyone is born with creativity. I think if you don't use it like anything, it's like a language. If you don't use it and exercise it, it dies.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think so too. I think some people too, in our society, sometimes it's it's squashed you know it's it's not encouraged and then as you grow up then you start thinking maybe I'm not creative but it's really because you know they didn't give you much time to play mm-hmm. you know to paint to yes. you know you take art lessons and you get a b you know mm-hmm. when it's yeah. something subjective and then that sends you the message that that's not really something that you can be good at
1: right. <laughs> unfortunate
2: right. I think that's unfortunate yeah.
1: Yeah. And creativity doesn't have to come through that, uh, you know, like it doesn't have to be just the arts or music. It can be, mm-hmm. you, I think some of the most brilliant entrepreneurs are just creative, Right. creative solutionizing. Yes. Right.
0: So very good point. how can we get our business running as smoothly as an orchestra?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, in an orchestra, that's how I run my business, right? Um, I divide it into different sections, like it, instruments. And then I appoint a leader and that leader's in charge of training their section and then communicating to the conductor. Mm -hmm. So I think um, that is really giving leadership to talented people who have earned it is probably the most effective, effective way to run your business like an orchestra.
0: Yes. I love that. I think that sounds wonderful.
2: Mm -hmm. How
0: can we embrace and organize life's chaos? Well, um, I think it's again,
1: I bring it back to kids. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, I think seeing that, I, that's why I love the word saver beauty.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because you can, at the end of the day, be really grateful for the beautiful things in your life. And, you know, I always say organize your gorgeous chaos. And mm-hmm. that's really what you can do with the saver life planner is just get it organized. But at the end of the day, to be grateful. So we're going through a lot of chaos right now. And We've talked about so many different amazing golden nuggets that have come out of this and embracing it and savoring the beauty is very important. I think that's key, right? hmm
0: Yes. And we talked about this a little bit, but about funding. So this is all still just, you haven't had investments. It's just privately. Well,
1: yeah. yeah. So tell us, about- I, you know, just, I, uh, you know, bottom line is our customers are our inv- investors, Mm-hmm. And they love our products, and we do well by them. So I think that's that's really been how I've been able to fund this business.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's incredible.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell us that this is, you know this, I feel like this is a relatively new phenomenon anyway of the or, or um, cliche. I'm not even sure the right word, but the idea of the tiger parents. Yeah. So mm-hmm. is that something that was ever in your in your world? And mm-hmm. what have you kept versus what have you changed with your daughter? Well, so definitely my parents are tiger parents. And what a tiger
1: parent is, is they sort of push you to, to do excellence at any cost, you know. And so mm-hmm. um, my dad and my mom really pushed me very hard. And so it's something that I see in myself, like just that's my definite um, innate reaction to things with my daughter is that I want her to do her best. Um, mm-hmm. But of course I'm softer with her and girls these days, they aren't going to take any of that BS from their parents. I don't know about mm-hmm. you, Allison. <laughs> and if Amelia was like a soft flower doesn't sound like it, you know, I mm-hmm. was like such a good kid to my parents. Like if my dad right. told me to do something out of fear of God, I just did it. And Absolutely. I don't remember ever talking back to my parents. I don't remember... No being naughty. I don't remember any of that. I just remember being scared and my dad or mom told me to do it. I didn't even argue. I just did it. And right. um, my dog like that. <laughs> right. Everything yeah.
2: is negotiated. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's hard, too, because I think now what we have is a bunch of helicopter parents, which sounds like it'd be the very opposite of a tiger parent. So when the our kids see the other children <laughs> being totally cuddled and you don't have to do that you know oh that might be scary don't push yourself too hard you might get hurt yeah then they're thinking Uh, you know you're just being horrible to me by pushing me this way and they would you know be resentful not really understanding it but i think you definitely can still do some of that for sure yes
0: yeah tell us about your burnout breaking point how you realized it and how you recovered
1: Okay. Well, um, I think when, when I, I am a workaholic for sure, I mean, I'm definitely mm-hmm. a recovering workaholic. I think when you work yourself to the bone and if you do it without love, mm-hmm. um, that's when you start to break out, you start to burn out. And so there was a point where I was just working so hard and I didn't really love what I was doing anymore. That's why I'm a big component of self-love and loving, pouring love, going deep with the love that you have and pouring it into whatever project you're doing um, I think then that's when you avoid burnout. So mm-hmm. that's the short of the long of it. I think if you push yourself to the brink of burnout, the way that you can recover is trying to find what do you love about it and pulsing back the love into your life and passion and creativity.
0: Mm-hmm. And Go then what, what does the future of Saber Beauty look like?
1: You know, I think this whole COVID... The thing has really taught us the power of virtual. Um, we launched a virtual self-love spa where we're offering f- free skin radiance consults with Saber Beauty Pros. And so and that's been booking up like crazy women from all over the world. Wow calling in and um, yeah, and they show their skin to the Saber Beauty Pro, and then they get skin consults. We recommend the products. We recommend the techniques. We teach them how to use the products. They purchase the products. They'll do a follow-up call if they want to. So that's been going really well. So it's like having a virtual treatment room. We've also been doing virtual self-love beauty yoga so, and beauty breath practice breath work, your your skin starts to clear up because it's related to the lungs, your liver. Mm -hmm. Um, So we offer these beautiful self-love yoga, beauty yoga classes. And then, um, you know, I do, I occasionally teach women manifestation classes where I teach them how to manifest their, you know, their goals. And then I do a mask and meditation ritual with them at the very end. Um, so, like they're just like these little activations, and we have guest experts coming in. We're having a wonderful guest expert. Her name is Jolene Hart. she's the author of the best selling Eat Pretty. She talks about nutrition, she talks about you know um a moonlight masking ritual. so we just have all these amazing mm-hmm. like healers, practitioners come in and really teach women how to self love and radiate from the inside out, so that's the part of the future and then, of course, our ecom business is really very um, popular. So I feel so, so, so grateful that we have the opportunity for our women in the Dollars and Cents program to package up these products and and deliver it worldwide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: And then these classes that you were just talking about, are they, how can people find them?
1: So you go to saverspa.com, saverspa.com, S-A-V-O-R spa.com, and then you just click on the virtual self-love spa. Mm -hmm. And you'll see all of the upcoming events and then just click on it. It's super easy. You'll get a reminder from us and, um, and then you join our, you'll see me in
0: class. (laughs) (laughs) Me. Wonderful.
2: So there's saverspa.com and then there's saverlifeplanner.com. Yes. Are those the two? Is there anything else? Yes. And then then
1: saverbeauty.com.
0: So anywhere else, where we can find you that we let's just you know one more time yeah.
1: you know what i like to do is i play on instagram the instagram playground a lot i love to answer mm-hmm. dms and get to, and play footsie with people so um mm-hmm. you can find me at and kim and angela j-i-a kim um on instagram and um i would love to connect with you and your audience there Mm-hmm.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on. This was a lovely conversation.
2: Oh, it was so, so interesting. I am definitely excited about washing my face. I'm excited about <laughs> getting the planner because I love to be organized and make lists and all that. So this is just great. You are such an inspiration and have so many things that other women need to hear, that other people need to hear. So we thank, thank you, you so very much.
0: Not, if you like what you heard, Tell a friend about our show, subscribe to our podcast, and also scroll to the bottom and give a rating and or a review. Those are the best ways for other people to find out about our podcast. See you next time. Bye.